This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I am PK. And this is our 60th episode of this mm. podcast. Pretty darn nice. Uh, our read-along podcast where we read, react to, and review the original progs of 2080's Judge Dredd. PK, how's Beth? Pretty good. Enjoying Elden Ring? Yeah. I, I, it's really hard. I just started. How far are you through the game right now? I have beaten two, I've beaten two major bosses. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I just made it to, like, I like the Anne Orlando equivalent, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. And to find those two halves of a magic coin and hold them together... And take a magic elevator up to a plateau to go fight the Elite Four. Wow. I fucking... I have just started it yesterday, and I feel like I'm barely, like, scratching. I'm, I feel like I'm barely scratching it as no, well. Because I've seen some friends like, oh yeah, the, the stars aligned. I had to go fight this crazy boss. And, like, uh, I went to this volcano manor. Oh. Like, I haven't found these places. <laughs> but, uh... There's so many places. People talk about shit, and you're like... I never experienced that. Because I found that? like this one. I did this one castle and I fought everyone there. Like when the stars aligned, you go fight Junior Radon. And I saw our, our friend Brian. He was fighting him. Like, why? We're at the same distance in this game. <laughs> I'm the stars aligned for you, but not for me. Yeah, that's. How, what, what is and your build like? Are you quality build? Strength, faith, strength, strength, faith. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Ah! I've, I've never played a faith build in my life. Oh, dude, I always. I remember when Dark Souls two before the patch. Uh, like lightning, yeah, ten lightning. And oh, lightning bolts was all people used back yeah, then. Yeah, then they took it down to three. I was so distraught. I, I, I the only build because I always go for magic. I always go for magic builds. It's broken in this game, right here. I've he I heard that, and that's why I specifically like I'm gonna do a build I've never done. I've never done a faith build in any of my Dark Souls plays. Uh, it's always strength or uh, magic, basically. But so. yeah, I beat Godfrey the Grafted, and I beat the Queen of the Full Moon. I know the Grafted. He's the first guy I'm going to head towards. Yeah. Um, okay. Dick. But it's a good game. It's a good game. I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. I found a magical underground city that sprawls for miles and miles. Oh, I met a, a beautiful forearm sorceress. Have you heard about this shit about, like, there being illusory walls that, that they have to hit 51, 50 times or something? Is that a real thing? I do not know, but I've heard of it. I'm really terrified because, oh my god, that's just too much. Like, there's no need for that shit. Anyway, what do you remember about last time we left off with Judge Dredd? They uh, changed genres completely. <laughs> well, w which way? It, it became a dark fantasy with a with a necromancer on planet Necros. Necros. Yeah, you're absolutely and right. he has like a word the necromancer. An old effigy of Judge Dredd, and Judge Dredd died. He's got like a voodoo doll. He's got the the mantis men. Oh, the mantis men who breathed black fire, which was awesome, and he like. Judge Dredd got captured in a bubble, and he got stabbed in the heart by a, a mantis man. Yeah. Um, before that, they came here for Oracle Spice. Yes, they came here for Oracle Spice, which will hopefully lead them to where the Judge Child is. Um, the trying to think of, the the ones before that was the uh, the Battlefield Frogs. Oh yeah. Which is where the, they had the the war games so, going on. Yeah. Right? Between the fucking Largans and the Gallopardans and shit. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So, right now, you, you already remember where we're at. You ready to pick this back up? Always. Let's do this, then. We're going to open it up, and this first prog was released. Uh, this is prog 171, The Judge Child Part 16, Sag Belly. 
Uh, this was released. That's the name of a boss. That's the name of a. a, a that's yeah. a Dark Souls boss. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's the Rotten. There's the Sag Belly. There's all those. Yeah. You know, there's one in every game. Uh, Prog is released August second, nineteen eighty. Script is by John Howard Wagner. Uh, artist is Mike McMahon, as I've Mahon. heard. Mahon. And letters by Tom Frame. Let's get into this, PK. Turn that page. Ew. And what do we got here, PK? We have, uh, you've beaten Hearts of Stone. I have beaten Hearts you of Stone. Remember that giant frog in the sewer? Yeah. It's this. It's, it's that. It's a giant frog in like a pit surrounded with spikes. And there's like a rampart with the mantis men holding the, the, 40, the, the 10 fat men 40 days of feeding. And oh, there's the, the necromancer. What's his name? Murd. Murd the necromancer. I think Murd as in murder. Oh. Um, and also, I've learned recently via Google searching that uh, Murd is apparently female. We haven't really seen anything that codifies this female. They got hair everywhere and they look like frog like. Who knows? But uh, go for the narration here, PK. Judge Dredd, uh, Judge Dredd search for the Oracle Spice, the mysterious substance which will reveal the whereabouts of the Judge Child, is from the sinister planet of Necros. In the palace, and the palace of Murd the Necromancer. <clears throat> and over here we see like Murd has got like her arms, his or her arms flung up to the sky as um, the frog, this giant toad, is like reaching up. Uh, go for Murd's voice. I think you give it like a creepy kind of voice. It is Sack Belly, Toad of Toads. Friend Murd brings you ten fat men. Who tickled your scaly palate? As there's a man being thrown into the pit by one of I the mantis men. I knew the ten fat men with ten days of feeding was... I knew it was something they were going to You feed said them. it was a sacrifice, and that's of course what it is. Of course, that's what it is. There's a guy, not the toad! Not the be toad! Being thrown into the pit, and we see the next uh, panel has him, like, getting wrapped by the fucking tongue. Um, and this toad is like... This is not just a dire toad. This is, like, bigger than a dire toad. This mm -hmm. is, like, a huge toad. Um, it wraps around his waist and just yanks him entirely. Schlick, schlock, gulp into its mouth and swallows him whole. No! Toads don't have scales. Frogs and toads don't have scales. They do not. It's a... Is, it, does it say it's scaly? Like a, it, it says a... Scaly palette, right? Yeah. Interesting. Man, we'll, you can see the scales on it. To be fair, this alien be toad. Alien toad, right? Who yeah. knows? Um... We're going to get some toad facts later on today. Oh, so man. Expect some toad. That's our thing we're going to learn. Toad facts. Is toad that our new, facts. Is that our new... The, there is a podcast. Oh, no. Already. That's just... I forget what it's called, but I remember reading about it and hearing about it called Frog Facts. And it's just a person who loves frogs. And every episode is like 10 minutes and they just teach you about a new frog. And I'm like, I love that. That's fantastic. Nothing All wrong right. with that. Turning the page, however, um, we see that more men are being tossed into the pit. Again, these are like bald... I mean, kind of tunic or robe-clad humans. These yeah. are humans. Yeah. Um, and they're being dropped in. Spare us, necromancer! Steal your tongue, mortal! Sagbelly must feed! The sacred... Oh? The sacred wart must flow free! PK. There was a gigantic wart on its back. There was a gigantic wart on its back. I thought that was just a, a little thing, but it's a thing. Uh, and they get grabbed. These two guys get grabbed. Uh, later, inside the Necromancer's gloomy lair, we see that Murd is removing the massive uh, two-hander sword that was impaling Judge Dredd. Yo, is this like one of those swords that, that stabbed Frodo? The the vorpal blade that broke off and poisoned him? Ooh, one of the... Uh, one of the... Uh, wow, I almost said... That was the sword that the... Ring Wraiths. Yeah, but that was the, that was the, the lead one who stabbed him. 
Oh, that uh, the that, Witch King, the Witch King of Agamemnon. Yes. Ag- yeah, I almost said Agamemnon. Agam, Agam, the Ag- Witch King of Angmar. Yeah, yes, and that was like one of their poisoned, broken blades that broke off in him. Yeah, uh, I love me some Lord of the Rings. I can see that though. I can see that. But Gopher Murd has a line here as as she is removing the blade from uh, Dred- Dred's chest. Uh, the sword is removed. Oh, that's her. That's yeah. her speaking. The, I, Go for it. The sword is removed. It is time to bring this one back from the dead. And we see their Okay, chest. so like, it's like... What's that? In Vampire the Masquerade, they have the Torpor rules. If you get stabbed by a stake, it doesn't kill a vampire. It puts him into Torpor, like deep sleep. Oh, until the stake's removed, basically. Yeah. So how do you kill a vampire in that Sunlight. Case? Oh, just sunlight? That's yeah. it? Or beheading. Beheading works. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I mean, they're, you're, they're different you tiers of vampires. Can you burn Yeah, they are weak to fire as well. Okay, okay. Interesting. But you know, there's like there's like the, the lead vampire, Cain, the biblical Cain. Yeah. Who was, you know, all powerful. And... Of course, of course. Um, but this, like, ghastly kind of necromantic and long nailed hand is gesturing over Judge Dredd, as it says. Rise, Judge Dredd. Let life once more course through you. <sighs> also, she, they did bring him back to life. Yeah, they are a necromancer. And Judge Dredd was dead. He was dead. He was dead. He dead. died. That's our first death for Judge Dredd. We're marking the books. I have it marked down. One hundred seventy-one frogs in first death. Uh, Judge Dredd is kind of stumbling to his feet as Murd is standing menacingly over him with the watchers in the background. I'm alive. No wound. Only briefly, Bird the Oppressor has a better use for you. To which Dread, listen, creep. <laughs> right? The fucking balls on this asshole. Remember, this is the man who, in a, like a dinghy, arrested a uh, oh, Russian warship. Oh, that's right, went to the warship. I arrested I'm giving you a chance to surrender. There's 10,000 of you, I know. Um, But Dread, listen, creep. I came here for the Oracle Spice. Give me some and let me go, and you'll save yourself a lot of trouble. Oh to which God. we get a really cool shot of Murd. How does his fucking how does his fucking balls and dick fit in that uniform? He it's it's such confidence that I'll never ever come close to having. Jesus Christ! It's just it's it, it borderline stupidity, but it also works out because he's the how fucking. Did- He's the main protagonist. How do you not hear dragging every time he walks with his balls hitting this the is, ground? There's no wound? Like, what? I don't know. But a Murd is laughing it at him. It has a creepy portrait. It is it a very creepy, creepy panel. Creepy panel. Um, <laughs> and now Murd turns... Murd turns over to, like, a... Murd turns... It's like turd. Uh, Murd turns <laughs> over to, like, a, a plinth of some kind. Yeah. Um, that they're running, like, this... Uh, this stuff through their hands, and they're saying... Oh, okay, that's that's her hand. I thought it was like a hand coming out of the plinth. It is her hand. Go okay, for it. Wow, that's a long arm and bend. Yeah. Of course, it's a creepy necromancer, so... Go for it. I do not often laugh here in my dark world, but your affrontery surprises even me. Mm-hmm. Yes, here's the Oracle Spice. Ten thousand years of it, but Murd does not give it away. To which, uh, we now outside... And looking, it's now, like, down in the pit, there's a fat guy running from a giant hopping frog, or toad. Yeah. And Murd is in the background with Judge Dredd on the ramparts looking down, the watchers flanking them. Go for, uh, Murd. Behold, Sagbelly, the oracle! The spice comes from a ward upon its sacred hindquarters. He 
Yup. The sacred toad apps. Yup. That is exactly no, what it and is. And like, as, as Sacramento doesn't eat this guy, he just like body slams him. <laughs> he, he is killing these people and having fun fighting them. He, do, he literally he is, is doing the Pokemon move body slam. <laughs> <laughs> or takedown, I don't it's know. It's just like playing with your food. It's, yeah, it's, he just thunk lands on him, right? Um, noble Sackbelly, evil Sackbelly, I give him flesh, prime flesh, and in return, he gives me the greatest gift, the wisdom of the Oracle. One life for one drop of Oracle Spice, that is our agreement. And they have a whole fucking plinth, like this giant bowl of it, they right? They did say 10,000 years. 10,000, well, 10,000 years, uh, right? So... This is interesting. Yeah, 10, years There's 10,000 years of Oracle Spice, which we're going to get into that. Put a pin in it. We're coming back okay, to that. Okay, so is it, when they say one drop, do they mean one grain? No, we don't know. Um, a drop? Because how are you going to drop a fucking sand, bruh? And how much does, how much would, why is it a 10,000 years? Like, how do you measure that in years? It's measured in people. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, narrator comes in, and this is going to be Tharg for us, right? Oh, yeah. Once Murd the oppressor, oppressor was like any other creature on this planet. Long use of Oracle Spice has made him... Oh, never mind. Him. him oh, okay. Made him resemble his gruesome familiar. So, long use of Oracle Spice has made him toad-like, basically. Okay. It's kind of the One Ring Golem thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So... What? Murd isn't... Murd was... So the planet is cursed, and that's made Murd, and Murd made it worse? The the Murd curse made it worse? (laughs) Long use of the Oracle Spice has made him resemble his gruesome familiar. And he's been, there's 10,000, like, years worth of spice. So, he got got spice from the toad, which made him resemble a toad. Yeah. But, my question is, put a pin in this, right? Yeah. There's a lot of big questions that this brings up for me, right? What came first, the toad or the Murd? Hold off, okay? Uh, Dread is looking down to the pit as another man gets eaten. Yeah. And Sagbelly's to be my fate, eh? Indeed. Even though she died 10,000 years ago. Even though I have grown immensely old. Immensely ugly. Immensely evil. I still remember those simple words my dear mother taught me. It is a sin to waste good food. To which Murd gestures and uh, Dread is surrounded by some kind of bubbling energy and it gets flung into the pit. In, with the toad, yeah. and Sagbelly immediately re- coils its tongue around his waist, and then Dread was in the pit, and Sagbelly's tongue was snaking out. To which we now see Dread pulls out his boot knife, that ceremonial-looking dagger he has. Yeah, yeah. Still got my knife. Oh, you know what's really cool on this panel, what? way back on, on the other page. What's it? You can see his boot holster is empty. Yeah, his his uh, lawmaster or law. And you can see wow. him like reaching right for it. His lawgiver is gone, and he was reaching for it, not there anymore. So they disarmed him. Kind of. Yeah. He should have taken his fucking boot knife, though. Dread, however, is in the beast's mouth, but he's, like, reaching up with the blade and stabbing into the nose of the frog of Sagbelly, to which it gets, it, like, like, hurls him out of its mouth. Right. And Dread lands against the wall, but and lands between the spikes. The spikes that are protruding from the wall. Uh, Drock! It's like like Mortal Kombat 2, you know, that part where you fall in the spikes, but if you landed in between them all? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, he, like, Drock... Drock, this is getting rough. Gotta buy some time with one of the stakes. Dread dropped to the pit floor, and now he's got one of the stakes in his hand, wheeling it like a javelin. I'm giving you one last chance to settle this peacefully, Murd. Dude, 
in this panel. He's he's like backed into a corner, giant toad, Murd over top of him, watchers up on the wall, and Murd is just laughing. We see like the the light reflecting yeah. in his hollow, bulbous <laughs> toad eyes. Okay, a little magic of my own as Dread pulls out an old style walkie talkie bike call. Yeah. Like bike uh bike radio. Dread the bike! Give me some illumination! illumination. To, to which the bike responds. Uh, uh, Wilco Cannon Flares coming up. And the bike. Wilco Cannon Flares coming up. The bike fires a couple of flares up into the sky. The flares burst like miniature suns. And, uh, Murd lets out. Oh! And begins summoning these weird kind of six winged bat things. Yeah, it's like. I can't tell if it's one or a bunch, and it's one growing it's or a bunch. bunch. It's okay. a bunch. Oh, it is a bunch. growing out of his hand, though. Okay. Go for his lines. Wings of the night, swallow it! I thought so. Can't stand the light. You've been living too long in hell, Murd. And That's the line. Thank you. Uh, Dread hurls his little spike javelin up at Murd, and it completely impales him yeah. in the chest. Uh, Murd falls over the edge of the rampart. No! And Sagbelly, half-blinded, Sagbelly reacts automatically, and the tongue snakes out and wraps around Murd as he screams. Uh, ah! As Dread scrambles to safety, the Watchers, obscene creatures given life only by the Necromancer's evil, crumble to dust. So the the Mantis men are crumbling. Yeah. Murd is dead. Dread, Uh, why didn't you do this to start with? That's a great question, people. Well, he was dead. Ah! Um, but he did like sneak into the palace and fight the watchers. Well, he didn't really sneak in. He kind of ran up also, there. Doesn't he have flares in his gun? He didn't have his gun. Oh uh, well, at the start he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he also didn't know their weakness, you know. Well, I um, figured it out pretty. Okay, you're right. I'm. It's is okay. it a comic book. It's a comic book. There's. Let me tell you. Hear, hear me out. We have completely glossed over something that I'm really going to get into. Okay. Okay. Because. It's worth getting into, I think. But we're going to come to back to that. Inside Mert's palace, Dredd has got, like, a test tube vial. Like, like standard issue test tube vial. Little screw on cap. Little screw on cap. And he's gotten a sample of the Oracle Spice. Uh, Oracle Spice. I have it at last. And with it, the Judge Child. But behind him, suddenly rising from the shadows, Mert! As the kind of ghostly apparition body of Murd the Necromancer appears and calls out to him. Take it! Use it if you dare! It takes 10,000 years to understand Oracle Spice, and even then it is dangerous! And as the, 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 the figure of him begins to turn into fog and wisp away, he says, After all, look what happened to me! <laughs> and Dread. Having seen this, grabs a fucking broadsword. He grabs a broadsword. The broadsword. The broadsword. <laughs> broadsword. Um, he grabs a broad. I love that video so much. I do too. For those of you who haven't looked up the video on YouTube, just go check out this guy's review. The best thing about Hero Quest. The best thing about Hero Quest. The best thing about Hero Quest is a broadsword. It's playing the dwarf. It's so funny. <laughs> um, only video that guy ever watched. Still funny. But Dread grabs a broadsword and just fucking takes it to this plant, this this pedestal. And oh, just the whole thing up. was full from the bottom. Yeah, I know it was just like a bolt on top. But no, no, it's the like entire a, column. Yeah, the entire column was hollow. Whatever else may happen, Bird, I'll make sure this evil brew is never used again. Which he's not ruining it. It's still there. Also, if this is the typical dilemma, yeah, if you find something that was 
that was difficult, that took sacrifice to make? Yeah. Uh, is it, do you destroy it and does therefore make the sacrifice sacrifice null and void? Yeah, it's it's the argument that, weirdly enough, there's an argument about this with, like, all of the torturous research that was done by the Japanese and the, uh, in, in the World Nazis? Yeah, the Nazis. It's like, dude, this, all this research is valuable information that was obtained via horribly <laughs> illegal and inhumane means, but you just toss it away. Even it's, though it it's comes. uh it's the joke of Archer. Remember uh, how oh, Mallory yeah. Archer walked and said, I used to go to NASA and I'd, I'd come and say, Hi Hitler! You see how high those boys would jump. I remember that. Krieger is <laughs> my favorite character on that show. <laughs> I love it so much. Krieger's one of the boys from Brazil. It's he literally is. I remember you from the institution. <laughs> it's so good. I the little it. jokes that Krieger is a Hitler clone. The, the and little the, jokes the, of like Krieger just being a sociopath, fucking insane. I'm not a serial murderer. <laughs> Why did you put emphasis on serial? <laughs> I love it so much. Anyway, anyway, uh, Dread is coming out of the castle now, looking down into the same pit that Sagbelly is outside. The mist was clearing. Sagbelly is dead, and from the, the throat of the toad, who's on its back, claws up in the air, mm-hmm. the the single javelin's coming from its throat. To which Dread says. Must have been something he ate! Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Ba. Next frog, PK. The Jigsaw Man. Alright, that wraps up Prog 171. Let's talk about some shit. Okay, that was... An, I, I didn't thought that'd be longer than a two-parter, but... Yeah, you thought we were going to be there for a little bit. I did. It's we an, got, it was an interesting setting. We, we got, got other in shit. In and out. PK. Uh-oh. You know how you just said that that was an interesting setting? Yeah. Put in that. Okay. Take that dial... Get ready to crank it as hard as you can, okay? Oh man, mm-hmm. it's like they have all these ideas in this one. Shoot them off rapid shot. You got it's it's like once a week. It's yeah. once a week, you know. We gotta get stuff out. We gotta get things going. That's um, true. But like, do you think they would like stay stick- a little longer at these no. interesting settings? No. No. Nah. Honestly, they're overflowing with ideas at this point. Well, here's a question, right? We are as of right now 16 parts into a 26 20, part. 26 part. And we're wrap, we're coming up on the ending of it here. Pretty quickly, pretty soon. We haven't seen the Angel, okay. The Angel Gang in a while, but we're getting close to the end of it, right? That's we're close. Ten left. So two weeks. Yeah, two two more podcasts after this, and we're we're done. Are you are you missing Mega City at all? Not as much as I thought I would. Not as much really? as I was when I was with the Curse of Earth, because like I said, we're getting all these interesting cities. We got uh, uh, the Battle Planet. Yep. We got the the, the Cyberpunk Planet. Mm-hmm. There's these interesting settings that are really cool. I'm like. So the these things rapid fire, and I'm like, that's cool, that's yeah. cool. That's you actually cool. want to spend more time with them. A thing. little bit, you know. When I, the time I did Miss Mega City, I'd be on the moon. I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like, man, we're still going dinosaurs, huh? Yeah. Um, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Curse of Earth. I was like, okay, let's, I get it. Let's take but this care. Of yeah. I am not missing Mega City One. Yeah. As much as I yet. Okay, okay. That's good. I am liking these cool settings. It was a living planet. That was cool as hell. That was I mean, that's a one shot. The fucking oh my god, the the singing caveman, that's a one shot. That's a The singing caveman is one of my favorite one shots. It's one of my favorites. I, I love it so much. Alright, anyways, reviewing this. Settings and places. We are still on Planet Necros, the the castle of Murd the Oppressor. Uh the ne- the necromancer. Again, character, the only one we have is Murd the Necromancer, ruler of Necros. Sagbelly. Oh, a, yes. That's more of a... I put monster. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get to that. Items, technology of no. We have Oracle Spice, which we now know comes from the giant toad Sagbelly. Specifically from a wart on his hindquarters. What's up? I just... I don't... I don't, I don't know if dust comes out of warts. I guess maybe they collect the pus and it 
still in, in, it dries into Oracle Spice? Put a pin in that. Okay. okay. We're going to learn some toad facts. Yeah, toad um, facts. Lo- Can lo- we change our entire podcast to toad facts? You know what? We totally could. I'm sure there's enough. There's a lot of cool toads out there. Um, There's Mr. Toad. Uh, There is Mr. Frog. Hello. I'm Mr. Frog. I'm I eat the bug. Yum, yum. Fucking horrifying. Love that episode. <laughs> Smiling friends, watch it if you can. Um, so Lawmaster good. bikes now. We now know they come equipped with flares. Yeah. That's a thing. Go for it. Has he ever... When did he fight the Brotherhood of Dark? Oh. I knew you were going to say this. So, Did early he have a flare on, in his gun or was it on the bike? It was on his gun. They shot flares. I knew it was on um, his gun, but he didn't have his gun with him. Actually, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure which it is. He didn't have... He did not have his gun with him, but he definitely used light. He may have used his headlights. On oh, them. that sounds um, familiar. Because anti-dazzle. That's all I can remember. Is the anti-dazzle visor. The, uh, the joke we made is that early in Judge Dredd, like within the first like five issues, there was God, twice, we young then. There was twice where Judge Dredd used light to blind an enemy. That's and that right. Was how he beat people. So we were like, oh, this could be a thing, you know. But it hasn't happened in a while. No. To be fair. Um. Terrible slang, made-up words, Judge Dread one-liners. The sacred wart must flow free. Just in case you weren't getting the reference to Frank Herbert's Dune, it is all but spelled out the right here. spice must flow. Pretty cool reference, in all honesty. I, I'm not mad at it. I, I like, like it. I like it. I mean, Oracle Spice is effectively derivative of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's based in a, in a weirdly more, more understandable thing in that it's just created from an animal, right? Yeah. Um... I like the line, you've been living too long in hell, murder. That was pretty badass. That's a good line. And then, Sagbelly's dead. Must have been something he ate. Like, oh, thanks, guys. And then the word effentry, which, uh... Which is like, I don't know it, but I kind of like... Context. Through linguistics and linguistics context, I can understand it to affront someone. Uh, insolent or impertinent behavior. Yeah. Yeah, literally that. Monsters, though. Here's where we get into some shit. Sagbelly the Sacred Toad. Turns out the Oracle Spice comes from a wart on the Toad's hindquarters. Murd has been feeding Sagbelly prime flesh, or humans, in exchange for a single drop of Oracle Spice. A one-to-one ratio, right? One death, one drop. Yep. But here's the cool thing. Like so the I... Emperor, whenever one Psyker dies, he sheds one tear. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And they come from these golden chalices. And they, they, they drink them, I assume? I think they just keep them somewhere. They just store his tears? Yeah. It's very odd. Uh, he's a god. I didn't know that he could cry, which is interesting. It the art depicts him as having no eyes most of the time. It's yeah, it's weird. It reminds me of the the necromancer books that I was reading. Is that you about that? No, I know the emperor is just like a, the normal like Steve the emperor. You can't tell Sean this because he's reading it right now. Okay, Sean, so don't this, this is uh, this is the book the the Lock Toon series, which is uh, the first book is Gideon the Ninth, second book is Harrowhawk the Ninth, and. The whole... I'm, I'm sorry we're going off on a tangent here, but the, there's this amazing scene. Spoiler alert! 30 seconds, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. It's so great. There's a threesome with the God Emperor, basically. There's initiated in front of some teenagers at, like, a, a dinner table. They just start going Oh, to yeah, you told me about this. Fucking blew my mind. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway, point being, we're back to D- Judge Dredd. What I wanted to write down was... I, I was like, I know people, I've heard the, the licking frog thing, right? The licking frogs, licking toads to get high. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I a wanted, Simpsons joke about that. I wanted, there's a family guy joke about that. Um, there's an episode where Peter goes to, to high school to show everyone how cool it is to not, you know, lick frogs. Yeah. So, 
I want to know more about this, so I learned a little bit. And I, I know they should share with you guys. Mucus to their skin that is uh, 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 hallucinogenic. Hallucinogenic. So yeah. hear me out, right? I'm gonna read you a little bit. It's it's a lot of it, but I felt I thought it was interesting. Okay, so but that's only in, like very tropical climate. Tropical climates. Not what you think, right? Really? The Colorado River toad. Oh no. Also known as the Sonoran or uh, desert toad, is found in northern Mexico and the southwestern United States. That's where it's found. It exudes, it exudes toxins from glands within its skin. The toad's primary defense system are glands that produce a poison that may be potent enough to kill a grown dog. These para parotoid glands are also also produce the 5-MeO-DMT and bufotenin, bufotenin, which is named after the buffo genus of toads. Both of these chemicals belong to the family of hallucinogenic uh, tryptamines. When vaporized, a single deep inhalation of the poison produces strong psychoactive effects within 15 seconds, um, which is way too fast. Yeah. Uh, for, I, for, for someone who has tried mushrooms, that's really fucking fast. Um, after inhalation, uh, uh, the user usually experiences a warm sensation, euphoria, and strong visual and auditory hallucinations due to 5-NEO-DMT high affinity for the 5-H2T and 5-HT1A serotonin receptor subtypes. Bufotenin is a, or bufotenin, is a chemical constituent in the secretions and eggs of several species of toads belonging to the genus Buffo. But the Colorado River toad uh, is the only toad species in which bufotenin is uh, is present in large enough quantities for a psychoactive effect. Oh, wow. Extracts of toad secretion containing uh, bufotenin and other bioactive compounds have been used in some traditional medicines, such as uh, chansu, probably derived from bufogaragarins, garagarins, it's weird, which has been used medicinally for centuries in China. Okay. The toad uh, was recurrently depicted in Mesoamerican art which some authors have interpreted as an indicating the effects of the, ingesting this buffo secretions have been known in Mesoamerica for many years. Yeah, I've heard, again, I'm going, going to my his, former history major uh, roots. Yeah. They would take blow darts and they would take toads and coat them in the in the mucus on the, on the, on the, on the toad's skin. Yep. And then you will stab them, Pete, and you know. Yeah. And, and they would kill people. Yeah. That's how, you know. I could see you doing that with poison stuff. This this poison is not necessarily poison. That's true. It was more poisonous animals than this with. Fair. Um, lots of insects. But however, others doubt that this art provides sufficient ethno-historical evidence to support the claim that they were actually ingesting it. Um, <laughs> in addition to uh, bufotenin, bu uh, bu bufo secretions also contain uh, digoxin like cardiac glycosides. An ingestion of the poison can be fatal. Ingestion yeah. of buffo toad toxins and eggs by humans has resulted in several reported cases of poisoning, some of which resulted in death. However, contemporary reports indicate that bufotenin-containing toad toxins have been used as a street drug. And I have learned since doing this little bit of research that it is like the the elite out in Hollywood. Oh, of course. Like, it's not the it's not the guys from the inner city. It's yeah, the, it's this it's is like, like you want to buy some toads toads uh, vomit. Apparently, Hunter Biden has had it before. Like a Good bunch, for him. a bunch of like artists have had it, and um, they're just been like they've had. Well, I'll, I'll get into it. Um, that is as a supposed aphrodisiac ingested orally in the form of the chansu, and as a psychedelic by smoking or orally ingesting buffalo toad secretion or dried buffalo skins. 
The use of Chansu and Lovestone, a related toad toxin preparation used as an aphrodisiac in the West Indies, has resulted in several cases of poisoning and at least one death. The practice of orally ingesting toad secretions has been referred to in popular culture and in the scientific literature as toad licking and has drawn media attention. Albert Most uh, published a booklet titled Buffo Alvarius, Alvarius, The Psychedelic Toad of the Sonoran Desert in 1983, which explained how to extract and smoke the secretions. Okay. So, like, they make a paste out of it, you smoke the paste. Yeah. Apparently, though, the thing is that whatever fruits we get in mushrooms and, like, LSD and stuff, they'll hit, but this thing hits so fucking hard, so fucking fast. Yeah. And it's... Was it 15 seconds, they said? People have, like, insane experiences on it, which is cool. Good for you, you know? Yeah, go looking toads, dude. Fucking go for it, you know? I mean, I saw a nature documentary about leavers who would pick up and bite uh, centipedes and coat themselves in in their venom to ward off other bugs. Oh. But I had the side effect of getting them high as fuck. I would not doubt that shit, honestly. I think so they were like lemurs, like they, they, they didn't hurt them, they would just bite them enough so they would, you know, spit venom at them. Oh. Rub it in their fur and they just start rolling on the ground. I, I think I've read something about like dolphins like eating things to get high as well. Like yeah. those animals just get high and they can get high. Fuck shit, them. yeah, dude. It's a hard life, I get it. Um, also, being also, a lemur fucking sucks. Well, that's your toad facts of the week, right? Yeah. Um, last part of the monsters. The Mantis Men, also known as the Watchers, crumbled to dust with Murd's death. So I'm guessing they were effectively some kind of necromantic construct. Yeah. Made of magic or whatever. Yeah. And Tharg tells us that they were obscene creatures given life only by the necromancer's evil. Um, world building, though. Here's, here's where I get into some stuff, right? This is the, what we glossed over. You kind of hit on it. But here's the real question, right? This is going to kind of blow your mind. Remember when I asked you, is Dred's bike a robot? And you're like, uh. Oh, yeah. Your, your brain was like, uh. So hear me out, right? World building. Murd claims to have 10,000 years worth of Oracle Spice. Right. And a single human life only gets him a single drop. Has So that, I think that assumes Murd has sacrificed at least 10,000 people to the toad. At that's, least. That's what, that comp, that's what I get, right? Yeah. It's not... Maybe one-to-one, I don't know, a drop is a year, I don't know. I don't know. But here's the question. Clearly there is some kind of Gollum and the One Ring relationship going on between Murd and Sag- Murd right. Sagbelly. Yeah. Our omniscient narrator Tharg claims that Murd was once like any other creature on this planet. And that long-term use of the Oracle Spice had made him resemble his gruesome familiar. What else is on this planet? Humans. That's oh, so Murd's a human, maybe. So, here's my question, PK. That's what I thought. I'm like, okay, okay, so he was a human. So he could have been a human who found Sagbelly, uh, and, you know, figure out Oracle Spice and slowly started becoming Murd, the, the necromancer. Yeah, when would he have done that? 10,000 years ago? Before? <laughs> now? So, PK, hear me out. The fat men and the other people we've seen are clearly human. Last episode, we debated if Necros was a human colony and Murd was a malevolent force that had always existed They might be humans not from Earth. But from the previous description given by Tharg, then Murd confessing that his mother died over 10,000 years ago. Right. And that he has grown immensely old. I have reason to suspect that Murd was once, in fact, human. Right? Right. But then the question becomes, if he is human, how the fuck did he come to this planet 10,000? thousand years ago. He could be a human from another planet, maybe? Maybe. Oh, do, are we saying, okay, 
now we're getting into are humans not not indigenous okay, to Earth? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Let's let me finish this. Let okay, me finish this, okay. okay. Is because I, I have some arguments already. Alrighty, let me get to this. Is 2080 implying that some humanity spread to the stars ages ago, and that the denizens of Earth are but a fraction of what there once was? Like or, like some of the sci-fi stuff, like Star Trek. Yeah. Or is murdered an altogether different race that inhabited this planet that was captured by humans? Uh, captured human humans. Captured humans and began cultivating them for their flesh. Right. Was this galaxy seeded by hyper advanced humanoid race, like in Star Trek? I was gonna say like uh, like Where, those guys from Alien. Uh, Prometheus. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the engineers. The engineers. Um, and that is that why most of the alien we, aliens we meet are bipeds with bilateral symmetry. Like this really opens up a lot of questions for me. But it all depends on whether the Zelnaga from Starcraft. Zelnaga. From that Starcraft. was the the abusive precursor. There's trope. always like you know there's it's there's always an like abu- it's it's a trope on yeah, TV it's a, tropes. It's a clearly abusive a precursor. It's, it's a it's a theme throughout those who believe in like a lot of pseudo history of like the yeah the the white traveler or the advanced technology that these people couldn't have possibly had, but really it's just about bringing down and du- and, and uh, kind of cutting the achievements away from indigenous peoples. Uh, um, yeah. when it, but this really opens up a lot of questions for me, and it all depends on whether or not Murd is supposed to be human. It isn't specified, but yeah, if Murd is human, this just blows up everything. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm guessing he's an alien. I'm guessing I'm so. guessing he's an alien. But if he's human, that means humans originated in more than one planet or somehow there was like an original like the original assassin's creed before they went to shit yeah uh, like the advanced the humanoids. advanced the, yeah. the gods yeah the gods who eventually spread out across the universe yeah the or or is, no it's not Evangelion. it might be Evangelion where like all the aliens are angels and... i have not watched i've watched one episode i need to watch it's more. weird i i've heard believe me um death count this issue Dread kills, question mark, Murd with a spike javelin through the heart, which kills Murd and the Watchers, and then Sagbelly dies choking on the body of Murd. Right. That's a fucking well-placed javelin. Yeah. That's a natural. He did, uh, he did a Luke Skywalker from That's... Return of the Jedi. I mean, like, you know, they throw him in the pit and he kills him with the bone. The Rancor. Oh, the Rancor. Yeah. Well, well done. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that comparison. Um, and Murd even was a Jabba the Hutt, kind of. Also, so... Here, <laughs> it is specifically stated that Judge Dredd is resurrected by Murd. Yeah. So he can be fed to Sagbelly, which brings to the point, why not just feed so the body the, of Dredd? Feed the dead body. Maybe like, live flesh tastes better, even though it's only been dead a few moments? But nothing. I mean, here's the thing, right? He crushes people. Sagbelly crushes the people that yeah. him, right? So, yeah. Uh, so there's no difference. Nothing states... Uh, they need the reason for Judge Dredd to come back to life to continue the comic. And Murd doesn't even disarm Dredd fully, but talk about hubris. It's what it is. It's hubris. They don't... Yeah. They, they don't think... They, they, they're hubris. It's the bad guy who wants the monologue. It's that trope. It's what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You sly dog. You caught me monologuing. I love... I love that bit. I love Incredibles it's so much. It's such a much. good... Incredibles is like one of the perfect movies. It's It's Watchmen for kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. I was speaking with Watchmen. Uh, we'll oh, yeah. get to that later. Um, so yeah, this is the first time that Dread has truly died in the comic, despite surviving an armor-piercing round through the to head. To the head! Back in That's Prague. That's all I could think about is he got shot through the head. Back in Prague 89, The Day the Law Died Part 1. He never technically died there. They had like... I don't know how. He had a heartbeat, so they were able to bring him back somehow. And that is how he lived. So, yeah. Right. I don't have to jump back to my argument about... How okay? So, Interstellar, the movie Interstellar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
We know that time can flow differently in different systems and different planets. I've never seen Interstellar. Oh, but I know, I know. There's a part where they go to a planet where every minute is a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Earth time. Yeah, because it's the closest of a black hole and the and the dilation of time. Yeah, because you know it sucks in it sucks. The gravity is so massive in a black hole or a white dwarf that even time is con is is convoluted is 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 bent and warped. Bent and warped. So what if a Necron? On Earth, he didn't come a hundred years ago, but it's been two thousand years on Necron. See, that's I'm saying a- Necron. I think I think robot people. So an, a, a person <laughs> from Necros, Necros. Planet, okay. So a Necron. What if it's that's my only possible theory for Murd being a human from Earth? My my best working theory that I'm gonna go with that Murd was Isn't some kind of native alien race. That's all I. That's the best working Humans theory. Humans colonized the planet, got and, taken over by him. Yeah, basically. That's the be- that's the best thing I can think of too. I'm thinking is I'm thinking that as well, and it's. But if he was a human from Earth, that is the explanation I would use. Which is what that the people colonized it and time flows differently. Time, time. Maybe we'll get back and Mega City One is like Mega City Five or some shit. Yeah, that'd be weird. That would be weird. Um, Dread, you've been gone ten thousand years. I saw an interesting clip online about the movie Interstellar. And I, did, I didn't watch the movie, but I've seen clips and stuff, which I ruin everything with that. I do that all the time. Uh, uh, it's a good movie. Planet, I saw it in theaters. The planet that they're on with the wave. Yeah, the that's, the, that's the time planet. Okay. Uh, there, if you listen, go back and watch that scene. Watch that whole thing. There is a tick, tick, tick. Oh, and that's supposed to be every year. Every day. Every day. It's, it's like yeah. a day is going by. They, they literally give that away. So it's kind of cool. cool as hell. I should watch that movie again. It's, it was a good one. I've heard very good it's things. It's a Nolan movie? Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan, of course. It's convoluted time. It's war. convoluted time travel. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be Nolan, obviously. Dream is collapsed. Tenet, I haven't seen Tenet. I gotta watch that. Oh, me neither. Um, anyway, but I did just see the Batman starring the guy from Tenet. Isn't, isn't I the, never saw Tenet. So I thought it was. It's a uh, you know, kid. Yeah, isn't he in Tenet? I no. have no clue. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I know. thought so. Uh, so let's jump into our next prog, prog one seventy two, the Judge Child Part seventeen, the Jigsaw. The jigsaw man. Predictions. Did you already look? I think I saw a guy falling apart. Uh, Damn it! Never mind that. No I mind. don't understand. I guess they make people out of people parts. <laughs> okay. Like okay. okay, here's the strongest lung. Here's the strongest heart. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's okay. my prediction. Interesting. We'll see where this goes. Then they make they make a super, they make a primary space marine. Oh, okay. You know, just we need four hearts. Yeah. Know? Like that kind of shit. All right. All right. Said uh, this prog was uh, released August 9th, 1980. Script by John Howard Wagner. Artist is Brian Bolland, who is our guy with faces. Oh yeah, the guy who did uh, the Killing he... Joke. Killing Joke. Yep. And letters by Tom Frame. Brian Bolland's the guy who does the faces. He does all the celebrity okay. faces. And, and who's stuff. the guy who does the backgrounds? Ron Smith is the guy Ron who does really backgrounds. Oh, just really good crowd work. Yeah. Crazy visuals. Um. So PK, let's start this off. Um, let's start in the upper left-hand corner up here. What's in the upper left-hand corner, PK? Is that a foot? Is that a talking foot? Uh, it is. Oh, a, it's a building. It is both, PK. Oh. Uh, it is a foot, and it is a building. Yes. It's a building shaped like a foot. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's the old lady who lives in the shoe. Yes, and it's a guy talking to someone. Um, start off with the first line, if you would. Doctor, you've got to help me. Something's happening to me and I don't understand it. That's only natural, Earthman. You are on an alien world. Fortunately, I am here. Come, no sense going to pieces. 
And now oh, we God. go inside the building, and the man, PK, describe this man to me. He, um... He's in his whitey tighties. He's just almost naked. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's at a doctor's... I'm assuming this is a doctor. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got a stethoscope and a lab coat on. He also has three fingers. Yeah, but... Um, um, but the man is... I want to... He's missing parts. Yeah. He's missing... Gigantic chunks are missing out of him. Yeah. Like, not gory. They're just missing. Yeah. It's um, like... I can compare it to two things you've never seen. Hunter Hunter and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sorry. But no, there's like a part... You can see his thigh. His thigh doesn't connect. Yeah. Like, and it's like gap. his finger. His yeah. finger's missing the middle section, but the tip is still there. Yeah. So it's not falling away. No. It's just not there. And he's a big hole in his... A square. Not a, a hole. A square. A perfect square in his stomach. Yeah. And it's just... It's no... as though you cut, just cut sections out of it, basically. Yeah. Um, reminds me of... I'll make a reference to you. It's like... That was like his stomach plug on the ground back there. <laughs> I mean, you don't see that every day. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, I'm no doctor, but that was like one clean chunk. That was like one clean chunk. Fucking love that movie. Oh, my God. But this guy, come, no sense going to pieces. His response. I'm going to pieces. <laughs> yeah, he is literally coming apart. Tisk oh, tisk. Like, like an eighth of his head. Yep, missing part of his head. Uh, tisk tisk. Bad case of jigsaw disease. Shut the fuck up. Um, and the guy continues explaining. I'm disappearing bit by bit. Jigsaw disease is right. It just doesn't make sense. How do I stay together when I don't feel any pain where, where I'm disappearing? Try it again. When I don't feel any pain, where am I disappearing to? And now we cut outside proper to see this alien world. What the fuck is PK this? PK... What's going on? It okay. Um, <laughs> this is a lot. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this from, from Brian. Remember, uh, remember, I said turn the weird up. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're welcome. So there are it's a city with a lot of buildings. Yeah. All of them are shaped like sandwiches, or one is an umbrella. There's the foot building. Yeah. There's the teacup. There's, there's a, a tea staircase cup. that leads to nowhere with guys carrying rocks. Yeah. Um, um, there's a canal, a floating <laughs> canal. With people swimming down it? There's just a guy on balloons and a guy... It's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever fucking... It's, it's, um... It's like, what? Who's that artist who did, like... Is it, is it... M.C. Escher or what? M.C. Escher. Really? It's an M.C. Wow. Escher painting. Yeah, it's literally like an Escher painting. Yeah, it's literally that. There are these aliens... These guys are all, like, doing cartwheels across the street. These weird kind of goblin-esque aliens are literally everywhere. One's on a flying bicycle. One's on, like, a helicopter thing. They have wings. It's Dr. Seuss meets M.C. Escher. It's literally that. And there are, like, loads of overlapping, elevated, uh, supportless beams that people are walking across, like, roads yeah, and pathways. Yeah, these, these crazy walkways just floating. There's, there's one that has just people who are doing setups, it looks like, on it. And, like, it's as though, oh, it's, yeah. as though it's, like, a treadmill, and they're just doing setups. And there's, like, the guys down. all on their heads on that one, and there's, like, a bunch of floating circles with people dancing on them? It's insanity. It's just insanity. So we're on a crazy alien world, right? This guy what? is floating up some balloons. Yeah. And he is carrying another little goblin man. Yeah. Uh... With a little rope around his around his neck, um, and he's carrying the man by his ears. The rope goes over the back of one guy's neck, wraps around the ears of the lower guy, who's like in a basket, I guess. Uh, I can't tell if he's like just doing a cannonball pose or he's in a basket, but just sitting there. So he's like he's like legs hiked up and his arms on. PK, what have I told you? This wasn't the weirdest thing. 
in this comment. I would quit this podcast and go home. <laughs> I won't say it then. But let me tell you, we're gonna get some weird shit. There's a guy like a, a bicycle, like it, it has wings and he like it's powered by him pedaling it. It's just it's just it's, nutty. It is, it is There's a staircase. There's a staircase to nowhere, people just going off the end of it. Just and they're falling. all carrying rocks going up it. Yeah. We don't know. There's we a guy know. in the staircase. There are people sitting on poles that come up through the, the, the many paths. Uh, and the doctor continues on explaining to this young gentleman who's dis- disappearing. As I've explained, there are many things on our world you can never hope to understand. No doubt, if I went to your planet, I wouldn't understand it either. Why, I might even catch a fatal disease too. To which now we cut to the bottom right and we can see this guy's like, Whoa, yeah. go for it. Fatal? There's no cure for jigsaw disease. When a piece of you is lost, it's lost forever. To which the guy, oh, uh, the doctor continues. I'd give you 40 days at most. You'll just go on wasting until you're just not there. So, yeah, kind of a grim diagnosis, right? Okay, this guy's like, oh, I bet your planet's weird too. No. No. Our, our planet is governed by some scientific laws. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, At least we do things that make sense. Uh, yeah. It's, so, yeah. Also, that's, one cool thing about uh, all these aliens yeah. is they all have these little grooves on their fingernails. It looks like they have two fingernails per finger. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And they have four fingers or three th- fingers and a thumb. Yeah. They're very weird looking. They're, they're, I like them. I like um, this design. Do me a favor. Before Don't you turn anything about their planet. Before you turn that page, stick this in there and cover that, that section, okay? That side. Okay. Okay, now you're good. Stay, keep that there. Oh, God. So, this asshole. Uh, days earlier, in another part of the galaxy, Dreads Log. Oh, we're not, we're just gonna ignore what the fuck we just saw? That was the... Bury it away. Yeah, to hold on to that. We're coming back to it, okay? Give us, give us two pages, we'll get there. Early, uh, days earlier in another part of the galaxy. Day 51. 20, 100, uh, and 4 hours. 20 hours and 4 minutes. Mission to find Oracle Spice successfully completed. Now we will see if, if it possesses the power they claim. If it can lead us to the Judge Chuck. Dot, dot, dot. In the med bay! We have a gloved hand of dread holding up the little test tube vial, which hardly has any... Of this stuff in it, of the Oracle Spice. Yeah. Like, I can't, it looks empty to me. Me too. One life for every drop of Oracle Spice. A devil's brew. If the Judge Child wasn't so important to us, I'd destroy it here and now. And now we see Lopez in the room. Mustache and all. Of course. And and Lopez has a line to dread. Rather than me, rather, rather you than me, Judge Dread. No telling what that fucking stuff. Take your time, take your time. Rather you than me, Judge Dredd. No telling what that filthy stuff will do to you. It won't do anything to me, Lopez. You're going to take it. You know, Judge Dredd, you're a real asshole. <laughs> you think Dredd's an asshole? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. He's just making him take the Oracle Spice. Why? Well, let's read on. Because he has a mustache, isn't it? Let's read on. Maybe he'll say. Lopez continues on. He's got, like, the most distressed <laughs> face. Why me? It's because of my mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd read that line in a Judge Dredd comic. You know what, PK? Gonna get a lot weirder. Oh my god. Dredd, we have just a close-up of his, like, his frowning face. 
Your personality profile shows you to be the most unstable member of this crew. Yeah, but Judge Dredd, you wrote that profile. The most receptive to information from the Oracle Spice. Now kindly get on with it. So, Lopez was strapped down. And they have Oh him, my god! They have him, like, Orange is the New Black style, strapped to a... Not Orange is the New Black, my god. Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Orange. Jesus. Clockwork Orange, strapped to, like, a The anti-masturbation cross. Oh, my favorite. My favorite my, sleeping apparatus. My ancestors are smiling upon me, Imperial. <laughs> Can you say the same? I love it so much. <laughs> um, Hershey is administering with, like, a little, like, turkey baster, uh... The drop to Lopez's tongue, his head is strapped down. Hershey's saying, we'll start with one drop. No telling what this, the proper dose is. Even this much could kill you. To which Lopez says, you know how to say all the right things, Hershey. So he's going through with it. Yeah. The effect was almost instant. And now we'll see <laughs> it from Lopez's perspective. It is, uh, <laughs> it's Hershey they just and wide. It's a fucking everything. really music video where yeah, they feel like everything squeezes in top of the top and widens out. That wasn't so good. It's when you're looking at the hypnotoad. Yeah. And Dread is like disordered in the background. Anything to report, Lopez? To which Lopez responds, things warping, twisting your face, twisting, your face is stretched like rubber. And then... Nightmare visions crowded in on Lopez. PK, paint me a picture of words. We have the Justice War. Is it the Justice One? Justice One. Justice One flying through space. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. <laughs> that's in the foreground. Mm -hmm. Well, in the very foreground, there's a coffin labeled Lopez flying, Gen well, being jettisoned out. from the Justice One. Yep. In the in the mid background, we have <laughs> Lopez being swallowed by the uh, belly grabber, belly sag belly, sag belly, the giant toad. And 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 behind that, we have uh, Necros, Murd the oppressor, Murd the Murd the necromancer, Murd the necromancer. Um, just like way back there, like you wiggling know, his fingers over the ship, being the puppeteer. There, yeah, yeah. Go for Murd. Beware the Oracle. Beware. To which Lopez screams, Ah! Judge Lopez, we now commit your body to the depths of space from the spaceship. Uh, and we hear calling from off screen, Lopez! PK, remove that, remove that paper I had to cover you that page. What's going on here? What? <laughs> What's the going on, PK? What? So, this is like a half page splash art. What is this? It is a <laughs> creature. It's covered in... Okay. Okay. It looks like a toad. Yeah. But it's got a mustache It's and got Lopez's teeth mustache and, and human teeth. And a human like, mouth and teeth. It's got yeah. bulbous toad eyes. Uh-huh. Um, it looks giant from the, from the yeah. direction which it's and shot. And it's so cool. On the background, there are... there are There's a cemetery. Like, growing off of its back, it's as though it is a cemetery. There are vultures flying around it. There are trees and crosses and tombstones and, and metal fences. It's... Go for fucking awesome! Go for the nightmare toad, if you would, please. Greetings. No. Oh, we gotta be intelligent, though. <laughs> Greetings, Lopez. I have vision. I have visions for you. Knowledge of what is and what might be. Keep going. What do you seek, Lopez? And what will you use to pay for it? You have only your life. 
And now we kind of cut away, and, and like there's a giant fat toad on Lopez's chest, like an inch away from his nose. But it's talking. not mustachioed or. Yeah, it's talking to him though. Keep going. My knowledge for your life, Lopez. Come, it's only fair. Tit for tat, as your father used to say. To which Lopez is like just horrified, like <laughs> say, saying to the toad, "No, that was never part of the deal." And now we cut, and we see we're outside of it now. And Hershey and Dredd are looking down at him, and uh, Lopez is calling out, Get off me! He's got the screamers! What the, the fuck are you talking about? The judge child, Lopez! You've got to concentrate on the judge child! To which Lopez is screaming and, and straining against his straps. Bedlam! Bedlam! And hurry, hurry! All the king's horses and all... And Keep going. All the king's horses can't put Humpty together again! Judge Lopez has gone into a coma, sir. Says one of the robots, the cruise ship robots. Oh, we have to get the head, though. They do have those, and they're out there. Uh, it's standing over top of the bed, like this hovering bed that uh, uh, Lopez is by. Dread says, Very well, let me know when he comes around. Jesus, that's cold as fuck. What? Just very well. He's gone to a coma. All right. Let him sleep it off. Wait, what? Wait a minute. What? He's sleeping. Oh, oh, wow, it shaved off? Yeah. What a gross violation of personal property and privacy. Um, Justice One's computer deciphered the message, and it is talking to Judge Dredd. Go for it, PK. Bedlam, old Earth name for planet AB in the warp system. Information on this planet currently uh, unreliable, expect or abnormal conditions. Re uh, regret can make no sense to reference to old nursery rhyme. Give us a course for A-B, Dredd says into the mic. Okay, so planet, so so, planet A-B... Also known as Bedlam. Is that a real thing? What? Bedlam? What? I mean, I know it's a real world, but is it a real planet that people have seen? Uh, I do not. I did not think to look it up. I okay. don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. Um, we turn the page, though, from Dredd's log. Now we are at day 73, 1200 hours. Approaching planet A-B. Computer gives their languages all speak, asterisk. So, no communication problems. Lopez still in coma. Condition giving grave cause for concern. So, now he's worried. He's worried, and remind you, that was fi at day 51. Yeah, so it's been 20 days. It's been like 22 20 days. Yeah. And he's still in a coma. So, also, the all-speak asterisk. All so, speak. It's, the, it's the basic. It's the common. Unique alien form of speech which is understood in any language. It's... Put a pin in it, because we're going to come back is that to the, this. Is that the Esperanto of the universe? What's Esperanto? It was a language that was a, like, was a trying to pass the A's to be the, the world language. I have never heard of this. Oh, man, it was big in the 80s. I, I wish the, it the failed. Metric, I wish the metric thing would have caught on, at least. Um, we now have a, a medic robot speaking to Judd Dredd, who looks a lot like Squidward. Um, <laughs> he's got a, a red cross on his chest, and he has a line here, go for him. He's growing weaker, sir. We've tried everything we can to bring him around. And you know, we now see they're standing over Lopez, like a science robot over top of him. You stick by him, Hershey. If he says anything else, I want to know about it. Wow. Dick. Yeah, he's got one concern. Basically, Hershey says, looking up, kind of cold at Dredd. Yeah, she's mad. Yeah. If he ever says anything again. Yeah. A.B., what laws apply in this world, I do not know. If it is a law unto itself, unexplainable. 
alien. And we have this cool shot of from like the underside of Justice oh, yeah, One. Oh yeah, the cool uh, lower elevator there's thing. Like a, yeah, there's like an elevator hatch. It's open. Dread is on his ma- a lawmaster riding out, and they're like they're like weird ring planets, like lots of weird balloon things in the sky. Yeah. And he's thinking to himself, they've got an unusual line in architecture anyway. So, oh, it's this fucking planet. Hey, and now we see Dread is standing uh, in front of an alien. And he's got the weird goblin-y face, kind of downturned cheeks, weird pointed ears. He's wearing what looks like a pacifier as a helmet. I don't know. <laughs> There's a big nipple on his head. Dread has taken to police, was taken to police headquarters. Give this guy a voice, BK. Go for it. Yes, one of your race entered the planet illegally some weeks ago. Crosser is his name. Names can be changed. They mean nothing. Where is he? And now we see they're inside of a... Teacup. Uh, a giant teacup that floating. is floating on uh, it's by a it's balloon. It's being held. Yeah, it's a giant balloon. It's got some roads leading to it. Yeah, like unsuspended roads. Yeah, that just weave and wind. There's no way they could support the building, so yeah. it's got a balloon holding it up. Yeah. Um, and the line continues here uh, from this alien speaking to Dread. All illegal aliens are kept in the foot building until suitable arrangements can be made to deport them. Prosser is there. And now we cut into the book. Yeah. Now, this is awesome, I think. What is this? is another Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. Hey! So we got Prosser is sitting with his back to us, kind of silhouetted in black. And oh, he's sitting across from a fucking awesome looking alien. Like, it is four-eyed, but it's like the eyes share the same holes. Yeah, they're like right next to each other. It's like two on each side. It's like kind of like iguana-looking with... It's very bird-like. Yeah, it's weird-looking. It's a really cool-looking alien. This is the only time we're ever going to see it, by the way. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, what a cool design we're not going to see again. I know, right? This alien and he are sitting well, on... Oh, these nipple men. Oh, oh my god. The that, Only that guy wears a nipple, though. Um, This this weird alien has got his hands crossed in front of him. And he, they have a, there's like a board game between the two men. And there's a melting clock on the side of the table. There's a melting clock, if that wasn't uh, a good point enough. Well done. It's M.C. Asher. It's M.C. Asher. Well done. I didn't notice that. Good point. On this board game, there's like a receiver for a telephone. There's a bottle. Of, there's like a ring pump. There's a, a, a spout from like a sink. Yeah, it's just, this makes board game makes no sense. This yeah. alien is saying to Prosser, though, What's wrong, Prosser? Come on, play game. To which Prosser says, Games. How can I play games from disappearing the thin air? Ugh, uh, it get real worse. I glad jigsaw disease not catching. And we see Prosser from the front, and it, uh, uh, what's missing of him, PK? The top quarter of his head, mm-hmm. the like, 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 like cyborg from yeah. the Justice League movies. Yeah, yeah, that big uh, section he, of his head. Yeah, like, like, yeah, his eyes, like his right eye. Um, yeah, his, his right eye is Half gone. of his pretty dimpled, pretty handsome chin. He's got, um, he's Two. got three or so He's like a man-o'-lantern. Square holes through his torso. Yeah. And he has a line. Go for it. My eye just went. There's gotta be a cure. They're lying to me. I'm an alien, see? They don't care whether I live or die. I'll d- I'll still save them the cost of deportation if I just fade away. And Prosser gets up and storms out the door. I'm going to make them give me a cure. In the foot building sickbay, he's now in the doctor's office and he's like lifting up and like turning over the desk the doctor's at. There's like a vulture in the room on a stand, you know. We um, see lots of birds on this planet. There is a, we saw a vulture in on the a big guy. splash page. Yep, yeah. Yep. 
I don't know what's up with him, but I you know, um, he he is tearing up the desk and he says to this guy, "Where are the pills? There's gotta be pills." And now we see his hand, which is missing the middle Part of the of fingers. All four fingers. Yeah, it's the, but the fingers. But well, the tips are still there. Yeah. So put a pin in that because I'm curious what holds those up. Like what what is causing them to stay there? You know, I, like I, I, who knows. Yeah. It's a disease, dude. Don't worry it's about aliens. it. It's aliens. But we can see this bottle of pills has jigsaw disease and then a bunch of alien script below it. Yeah. Go for it. I knew it. You lied to me. There is a cure. The doctor says, no, don't take them. And po- as po- Prosser is just dumping them into his yeah, mouth. Yeah, open. And yeah, just takes the entire bottle. Go for it. Try and stop me. And now he charges out of, uh, of the hospital saying to himself, you doctors are, you doctors are all the same. Shoot an alien. <laughs> Treatment for the rich and the poor can just die. I'm not gonna die. I'm fading I'm finding a way off this crazy planet before anything else happens to me. You know, good point. Treatment for the rich and the poor can just die. We should build an entire system off that. Um when Dredd arrived, now we see Dredd and that policeman wearing a nipple on his head <laughs> are in with the doctor. The doctor's got a hand on his head like, oi, vey. Uh go for the doctor if you would please. Jigsaw disease is a wa- is Go for it. Jigsaw disease is a wasting away of the of the body in strangely irregular patterns. We don't know what caused it. It just, it just happens. Skip the chat. This prosser took the pills and ran off. Go for it. If you want him, you'll have to hurry. You see, I wasn't lying. There is no cure for the disease. The pills he took were a mercy drug. They speed up the rate of the disease. The way he was taking them, I reckon he'll be gone within the hour. At next Prague, Prosser, the Puzzle, and Pa Angel. Hey, so PK, let's talk about this shit, shall we? Prog 172, the Jigsaw Man. So, settings and places. First off, we got Planet AB, aka Bedlam, located in the Warp System, aka MC Escher World. Basically. Yeah, that's literally what it is. I'm it's about time we got to a world where physics still makes sense. It's none of the rules apply, basically. Um, character. We meet a couple different aliens. None of them are named. The main one we need is Prosser. Illegal Earth alien on planet AB may have some connection to the Angel Gang and be a lead to the location of the Judge Child. Maybe. I can't remember all the people in the gang. Could it be a member? I don't think so. We saw four people. One of them was Junior. One of them was Pa. There was Mean Machine. And then there was Guy who looked like Gestapo Bob with like the the, the pointed cap. cap. But there could have been more off screen. We never saw him. We never saw anyone but them. That was it. They referred to those four as the Angel Gang. Um... Items technology of no. We have jigsaw pills, which advances the progression of jigsaw disease. So if they have a way to like, progress the disease, why don't they, couldn't they extrapolate you know, it? We don't know the causes of it or why, but That's we specifically true. know how to make it worse. Like, if you know how to make it worse... Or don't you know how to make it not? You can't learn anything from that? You can't reverse engineer that shit? It's a weird planet. It's like, it'd be like, okay, we well, know I how... mean, to be fair, we know how to make cancer worse... Go on, but not cure it. Uh, I unless we do. I mean, uh, I don't want to get into that. That's a fucking landmine. I'm not even gonna go towards. <laughs> Literally, the way that we, the, 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 I love that the treatment for cancer, that in an ironic way, in a whor- horrible, horrible way, is we're gonna kill you very slowly, and we hope that we kill the cancer first. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Um, but here, uh, another piece of technology. Judge Dredd mentions that Lopez's 
personality profile shows him as the most unstable, unstable member of the crew. I think it's a lot of bullshit. I genuinely think this is bullshit because remember how Larder the pilot was freaking well, out because of the the, the nails? hungry planet, the hungry planet. Remember? Oh yeah, the hungry planet, and and also the the little the nails. birds, right? Yeah, but Larder flies the plane and keeps himself clean shaven though. You so Dredd's full of shit. Forcing, and an asshole. Forcing Lopez to take the drug is pretty fucking petty, in my opinion, and would be it would be more in line with Judge Dredd's character if he took it himself. You know? Yeah. Like, Judge that's Dredd's true. always the guy who, like, I'm not going to put someone else at risk. I'll, I'll jump myself. off the bike and fake my death. Yeah. Like you know, that's what, always what he does. And I feel like this is a petty kind of move, right? Yeah. But what's what's going to come from this, right? He's been in a coma for 22 days. I think he's going to wake up with more knowledge. Oh, he's going to be, like, special now? Yeah. Maybe he'll become, like, a side judge? Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Or just die. That's that's also a thing. Um, terrible slang made up words, Judge Dread one-liners. I like the, the... My only line that I really picked up this one was, no sense going to pieces, but I am going to pieces! Yeah. Like, oh my god, what great... Shut the hell up. <laughs> Monsters. The native species to A.B. Bedlam. Apparently bald, goblin-esque creatures with, like... Four fingers with double fingernails and, and weird. They're interesting design. They're little, little, yeah. They look like little great gazoos or little aliens. Yeah. They're little long green cumulons. Short, stocky torsos and long gangly limbs. It's weird. Um, in the foot building, we also see one of the coolest creatures ever in the comic, just for a second. Yeah. A four-eyed, furry, reptilian monster who looks fucking awesome. And he'll just never appear again. I mean, maybe he does 40 years from now. We don't know. That's true. World building, though. The last time we checked Dredd's log was just before reaching Necros and dealing with Murd. Right. At that time, it was 51 days into the journey for the Judge Child, and the time was 800 hours. Now the log tells us that it is the same day, 12 hours later, when they, when he took the uh, when Lopez took, took the, the Oracle, Oracle spice. spice. When Justice One reaches Planet AB, Dredd's log states that it is day 73 at 1200 hours, meaning that it took them 22 days to reach AB. And that Lopez has been in a coma for quite a bit. Yeah. Not a good sign. No. Um, we also learned that jigsaw disease is a mysterious disease which causes the victim's body to disappear piece by random piece. The de- disease is not contagious, apparently, which brings up the question of how well, the hell... It a disease? How did he get it in the first place? Um, or where the missing pieces go, or why, or do anything. They, do they fade away? Do they, like, is it like necrosis and they, they like... I don't know. They I don't just know. Pop, they're gone. Yeah. That's what it is. You're not fading away. You're pop gone, pop it's gone, so pop f- gone. It's like it's, it's gotta be going somewhere, right? Yeah. And it takes roughly forty days to kill slash disappear its host, it looks like. Uh roughly. But what is holding if the middle of your finger disappears? What What's is holding, holding it together? Nothing. Like, like I think Okay, like, so I remember reading this sci-fi book when I was like in high school, like a sophomore. Or junior. Okay. And the, these, these people who lived on asteroids, they were asteroid miners. Okay. And they had, because it was so dark in the depths of space, they had to have perfect situational awareness of where their bodies are when they were mining. Okay. And at, at one point, the main character loses an arm. All right. But because of his weird, he has also a second ability, he can make an arm of psychic energy that can do things an arm can't, like reach through doors and walls. Oh. There are times when he's like, they lock him up and he like reaches through the door with his psychic uh, arm, unlocks it. Oh, that's cool. Because he had such perfect visualization of um, his body and limbs. Interesting. And, you know, being a minor psychic, he can just do that. Interesting. I like that idea. There's, uh, there's a similar kind of um, 
MacGuffin ability that is used in the movie John Dies at the end. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. I have not, but I've heard of it. It's, it's amazing. fucking great. It's got uh, Paul Giamatti in it, and I love Paul Giamatti. Um, he's great, and the movie is really fucking weird. And it I've heard the movie and book are amazingly weird. It's an, it's an advertisement and also a warning for psychedelics. That's what it is. Uh, it's literally that. Um, but... Yeah, there's a part where a girl, uh, a, a girl is missing a hand. We don't know if she, if she lost a hand at some point in time. And there's a part where there's a, a ghost door, and she has to, she uses her hand to uh, open the door because she has a ghost. She hand. has a ghost hand. Yeah. Um, okay. It's kind of cool. Um, but I was just like, what? But the that fuck? is maybe what is is like his psychic manifestation of his of what his body a, used to be. They give you an explanation, right? They give you some kind of explanation of what it is. Whereas this, it's like yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And this is like good luck. Is it? He's like he's like his psychic manifestation of what his body used to be is what's keeping his fingertips floating there. But that makes no sense, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Dred's log also tells us that the primary language on AB is all speak, which Tharg clarifies is a unique alien form of speech which is understood in any language. I knew that it was a common or a basic, because I told you that would happen. But, like, it's interesting. It's kind of weird that this, this is brought up or a translator. Cons- considering that Dred just had access to those translators, which were introduced only four pogs ago. Remember? Well, I feel like they want to, on top of the translators, translators they want to show that there's a greater alien... You know, like society, society like, that not, not humanity is not but, part of. Yeah, but it's also like, it's it's like, why do we bother introducing translators when you could have said that beforehand? Why don't why introduce this when you could have, when you had translators beforehand? That's like, a good question. It's like it also why? doesn't make sense that it's a universal language that you can just speak. Yeah, that isn't that's not how things work. I mean, how many languages do we have on one planet? Right, Three. too many, too many. Esperanto. Esperanto is what we need. Oh, I gotta look that up. So. Bedlam is defined as a scene of uproar or confusion, Chaos. right? Yeah. Which kind of perfectly describes planet. this whole stinking planet. It describes perfectly this planet AB and most Trump rallies. Everyone is <laughs> confused as hell and shit is getting weird, right? Oh, um, yeah, you got to do that one out of nowhere. <laughs> you got giant foot buildings, staircases that lead to nowhere, abdominal exercising, elevated conveyor belt traffic lanes. Elevated swimming traffic lanes, I teacup mean, police headquarters. I wish there was a Trump rally, but I've never seen those people exercise. No, of course they oh. wouldn't. Oh, good old Yal Qaeda. Good old Yal Qaeda. <laughs> the old Talibanticals, as they call it. I, um, I feel bad taking these pot shots. I don't fucking care. I'll take them. Not take them. I don't care. Giant umbrella buildings. You got floating balloon travel. Just a bunch of fucking nonsense. Doctor Suits. Doctor Suits meets MC. And I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. I, you know? it's, it's cool as hell. It's weird. Um. While Judge Lopez is tripping balls, he calls out, <laughs> he calls out cryptically, of course, Bedlam, Bedlam, but hurry, hurry, all the king's forces can't put Humpty together again. Oh, that's a reference to, to what's his name? Humpty Dumpty, and that is Prosser. Prosser, who is falling apart. apart. Right? I didn't get that the first time. Me neither. Through, right? uh, so I take it to mean it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool little foreshadow. Yeah. Right? I like that. Um, I also love the image of a giant frog with a Mexican mustache. <laughs> a, a big, bushy mustache. Yeah. It just chef's And his, like, human teeth and yeah. mouth. Very weird. Very Ugh. weird. I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures of, of like, fish with human teeth. But I have. They terrify ups- the shit out of it's me. It's very upsetting. Um, last but not least, we see an alien reading... Oh, I you, you missed this, but there's a... I understand. Go back to the first page of this comic, right? Or uh, uh, the one one where it has like the giant uh, the giant cityscape. cityscape. Yeah, go to the giant cityscape. Okay. 
bottom left hand corner. Oh, he's of reading two three thousand one <laughs> upside down. It's just three thousand. Oh, it's just uh, three thousand. There is an alien reading an upside down version of three thousand A.D. with Judge Dredd on the cover. Oh my God! This harkens back to Prague fifty five. Walter the robot. Walter the robot. Walter's Brother Part 4, Origin of Walter, where Walter is reading a Judge Dredd daily comic. Yeah. So, this guy's on stilts. There's a guy on stilts. But, like, here's the thing, BK. You can do these fun gags. But. <laughs> but they drive you crazy because they mean something to the greater universe. It's in-universe! The, na- <laughs> the narrative has gone insane. Imagine if, if Captain America opened up a Captain America comic book and read... A story about Captain America reading Captain America in that comic book. Uh, I don't want to imagine that hurts. And he's like, oh, that Captain America that that Captain America is reading about, that Captain America defeated this guy this way. So, so that's that how I can that. defeat Doctor Doom. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it also is the weird thing of, we have comics inside of comics, and it's happened like three times now. We had the comic pusher episode yeah. with Max Normal. We have the Walter the Robot with uh, Dread being in there as well as Dread Daily Comic. And now we have this. I'm not going to get upset. I'm fine. But it's just like, holy shit, guys. I can't, I can't <laughs> handle this. And it's not, it's not going to be the last. Oh, there's more comics in comics. I, it's not going to be the last. Uh, Death Count, none yet as of this Prog, but, but uh, Prosser doesn't look too Prosser's good. Prosser's not. His they gave prog- him, what, an hour? Prosser's prognosis, he's probably less than an hour. So we'll see how things go. Or is he really dying? Is it dying if you just disappear? <laughs> okay, so remember when Vision had to fight the Vision and WandaVision? Yeah! And they talked about the boat? The ship of Theseus. Yeah. I love, weirdly enough, possibly one of my favorite fights. Does that mean he's disappearing and, and being reformed somewhere else? And yeah. is he still the same Prosser? I really... I know it's not even an action scene. It's one. It's course, one of my if favorite. The vision scenes. has to fight the vision. They're going to get into, into a philosophical it. debate, right? Of course, they're going to do that. I love that scene so much, though. That's such a great scene. Um, point being, point being, right? I, uh, I, I'm now just thinking about like Wandavision. I love that show so much. Um, also, that they did that joke in, we're not joke, but they did that question in Futurama. What's that? Hermes kept replacing parts of himself with robot parts. Oh, yeah. And they and put all those parts together. And they took all the parts he replaced and put it back together into a Hermes. <laughs> and now there's a Hermes robot and a Hermes that's not a robot. Yeah. I love that shit. God, I miss that show. Also, could we be getting more of that show? Yeah. With John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. I hope it's good. Mm. Knock on wood. Boy, I hope so. You ready to go into our last one, PKK? Hell yeah, my dude. We got Prog 173, The Judge Child Part 18. Um, This is a two-parter. For uh, the Bedlam planet, right? Oh, so the second part of second it? Second part of it's coming up. Okay? Oh, okay. Um, date, this released was August 16th of 1980. Script by John Howard. Wagner. Oh. Artist is still Brian Bolland. Letters by Tom Frame. Let's see where this goes. Oh, he's reading 3,000. Uh, 3,080 in the background. Are you sure? 4,080? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to our fourth in-world universe break. Uh, there is Judge Dredd riding a lawmaster on this whole page. Uh, there's a bunch of weird aliens wearing clown outfits, riding um, weird shit, and one of them, like 
they're like uh, doing tire walking. There's a giant. One's on a stool with a helicopter blade. There's a guy who's tire walking. Two guys are on unicycles. Yeah, and there's like a vulture on a on a thing, and there's a giant cupcake building in the yeah. background. And they're all like Judge Dredd, like he's the weirdo. Yeah, they're looking at him like, like what the what fuck is this guy doing on a two wheeled bike? Yeah, yeah, and one of those aliens is reading a upside down yeah. version of. 4000 AD with Judge Dredd's face on it. So, PK, when I said that won't be our last, that's as far as I know. That's, okay. And right there, next page, next panel, that's where it is. Um, go for our narration here, PK. Disaster has been, has been predicted from Mega City 1. Unless the Judge Child can be brought back to rule the city, now Dredd's search has taken him to the strange alien planet AB and a hunt for the, ma- for the man who was fast disappearing. As Dredd is driving down the street, looking past all these aliens, scowl on his face, thinking to himself, Jigsaw disease is eating Prosser up. I've got to find him before he vanishes into thin air. Now we go over and it's like a little pop-out bubble of that doctor. The alien doctor's words rang in Dredd's mind. Go for it, PK. Jigsaw disease wastes away. The body in strange irregular patterns. There's no cure. Crosser will go Crosser will go on disappearing bit by bit until he's just not there. And we see Prosser is walking down a ramp away from an ear building. Um yeah, and like, he's like an ear door or or something. Um it looks like a giant sperm with an ear on the side it of it. Does. I don't know. Um and he's saying more of his face is gone, by the way. Yeah. I don't understand it. How could I keep moving? Why don't I die? <laughs> Yo, I say that to me every morning. Dude, every, every morning. Day, why am I alive? Why don't why I can't I die? It? Why am I, why do I keep moving? Why can't I die? What's the is that they do that from uh oh it's it's Wooden Jerry from Rick and Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> He's like, why the, can't, you went you went back to cow you like you I was like you went back to cowboys and like then like it's Christianity after cowboys? You went all the way back around? Yeah. So funny. Because of the varnish. It's so fucking funny. Why can't I die? Um now we see Prosser's walking, he's walking barefoot, and his ankle, like middle of the yeah. middle of the leg, just boop, boop. gone. Ah, there goes my ankle. And we now see that like half of his face is gone. Yeah, he's missing like half of it and like the top corner uh, corner of it. Um and he's chugging more pills, yeah. saying Gotta take more of these pills. Well, I've still got a mouth left. And now the p- open pill jar f- falls as his hand disappears. The middle of his hand. His fingertips are still there. So they don't hold things, but they hold body parts in place. Because the palm was missing. It yeah, falls PK! Where the palm should be, but the fingertips are still there. Yeah, it's not invisible. It's gone. But what the fuck is holding his fingertips there? <laughs> <laughs> so it falls through what was his hand, as he says. Did you see Looper with uh, oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, I fucking. You know that, that part movie. where like, they were like the guy was in the future and they were killing his past self, and they were and removing was, parts of his body. He was, like, he was running and he like lost a, a leg. And that's lost an some arm. body horror. Scene. That's terrifying. That's horrifying. And that's the vibe I'm getting. Okay, what's his line though? Before you turn the page, it's getting worse. My hand! So he drops the pills, and the pills are now going up an escalator that he's in front of. Oh, okay. Um, in the corner, the doctor is, like, leaning over, like, into the scene almost. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> for, for, for those who don't know at home, you know, that kind That's of thing. That's right, Mario. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Mario. <laughs> Hello, Mario. Um, the doctor Hello, Mario. has a line. Go for it. Hello, Mario. Go for it. The, the pills he took are a mercy drug to speed to speed up the jigsaw disease. 
the way he was taking them, he'll be gone within the hour. And as uh, Prosser is like reaching down, trying to grab the pills as they're going up the escalator. Mm-hmm. Pills, come back! You're my only chance! He reaches the top of the escalator. He's got like a couple of them, but he's trying to get them into his, in his mouth. Keep going. Pills will stop this nightmare. They've got to! Suddenly, it turns out the escalator just goes to nothing. And he's like holding on. He falls over the edge of it and grabs on the ledge with his just his fingertips. Literally, his hand is gone. Just his fingertips holding him as he's holding there. Oh no! An escalator to, an escalator to nowhere! Curse this crazy planet! <laughs> yeah, honestly. He looks up and now... His fingertips disappear. Go for it, BK. Please! Not my fingertips! Not now! As they pop out of existence, and he just goes falling. Oh! In the background, we see close-up Judge Dredd is looking on. There he is! Look at that fucking face. But Dredd is on Judge Dredd has never once made any expression. Dredd has smiled before, and it's been weird. It is weird. Like when he had Uncle Umpty's Umpty Candy. I don't want. Oh yeah. I don't want to prove a candy. But this stuff is delicious. Um, but Dread is like on one of those elevated roads, and there's one between him and the guy falling, and there's like a swimming one and a bike one. But the people there's the two bike, dude, people on one bike riding off opposite direction. direction. It's just it's nutty as fuck. It's bedlam. There's no yes, it is. There's no clear way to get there though. And Dread says, "Drop this planet. The hard part is getting to going to be getting to him." Doesn't this bike fly? His bike has never flown. Didn't it fly in the on oxygen the moon. desert? Oh. On the moon, yes. But the moon also has, like, lower gravity, yeah. basically. So, this is... No, and in the movie, it flew. Oh, boy, did it fly on that green, <laughs> on that green, green, green screen. Um, Dread over. Uh, we have some narration here, PK. Go for it. When Dread finally reached the jigsaw, man, his body was in the final stages of disintegration. And we see... The, the, the four headlights of the Lawmaster bike illuminating Judge Dredd from the from behind. It's just his silhouette. He's got his it's Lawmaster cool. out. You see his, uh, his shadow on the wall, his silhouette. And he's coming down an alley. Drock! Hardly any features left to identify, but I'd swear he's not one of the Judge Child's kidnappers. So, PK, what's going on in this next panel? What's left? Do you remember Little Nicky? Is that what the, the Adam uh, Sandler movie? I remember bits of that. Why? Remember that part where like Satan was fading away into nothing and at the very end it was like a mouth being held in his hands? Oh no. No. Oh, I remember that. It, it was bad CG. Oh, fair. It was like 1998. Fair. I remember. Is that Hitler getting a pineapple crammed up his ass every it day? It was Hitler getting a pineapple crammed up his ass every day. Oh yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> he picks a little pineapple and he Satan just goes, try again. <laughs> oh no. Who, was, who played Satan in that movie? Oh, God, it was someone famous. Well, never mind. We'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Point being, this guy, there's like a thumb, the end of a thumb. He has, he, 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 he's got one eye, eye and a mouth and a, and a part of a chin and a little strip of hair. And that's it. That's like all that's left of him. And his clothes are, his clothes have fallen. And my, and yeah, his clothes are like piled up around him, but also, they, I mean, they, he can't affect anything, but his pieces are still saying relevant to where he is yeah. in control of them. Um, and he says to Judge Dredd, despite having no lungs, just a mouth, Help! Help me, please! Help me! No one can help you now, Prosser. Damn! R- cold, right? Put a pin in that. Judge Dredd doesn't give a fuck! But you could... No, he cares about people. He does care. When? He cares. No! Yeah, he cares about people, don't you think? Kids! Sometimes! <laughs> You know, yeah, all right, fair. 
No one can help you now, Prosser, but you can die easier. Okay, maybe he's a little harsh. Maybe he's a little he's harsh. He's a dick! Um, tell me what you know of the Angel Gang and the boy, Owen Chrysler. Hurry, man, before the disease claims you completely. And now, Prosser goes on. Go for it. We have a... So you're the judge that's after him. Yes, I'll tell you about the boy, your precious judge child. So he knows. Okay. I was a pilot of the starship the Angel Gang had hijacked. They said they'd pay me well if I played along and, and took you and took them to Xanadu. They knew someone there who'd pay big money for the kid. And in this flashback, we have a kind of a cruise liner spaceship that has Southern Bell well, written on the side yeah, of it. Texas Astro, Southern Bell. Yep. And there, it looks like a luxury cruise liner. It does. And there is, um, well, we don't really know the size of it, but it looks like cleaner. And like, like it looks not like a. It looks like a, a luxury yacht. Yeah, that. There we go. That's, That's the vibe like, I get from like it. Like a yacht from uh, it's from got, space. It's kind of like the. It's what really tells us how luxury it is. It's like it's got the neat little rows in the back. It's got yeah. a nice skyscraper. Yeah. And the big front window. That yeah. Just makes it look like a, a nice glass house or whatever. Yeah. You know? I get it. I get it's it. It's good design that makes it look very uh, luxury. And it's flying through space and there's some planets in the background. We cut inside now and we see Junior and Pa Angel. Oh, we haven't seen these guys. Yeah, in a very, very fucking long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, Prosser continues on with his narration. I knew the angels were bad types. I never knew how bad till Junior decided to get rid of the other passengers. Now, Junior has a line. He, remember, he's got the bowler cap. Yeah. He's the obsessed with killing Yeah, he wants to hurt and kill people. Remember uh, that. Go for it, PK. Let me kill him, Paul. Please. You ain't... You ain't let me do nothing bad for days. And Paul's standing over his shoulder. Got a hand on his shoulder. There, there, Junior. When your old Paul sees them baby little eyes just a brim with tears, he can't refuse you nothing. And, uh, PK, go for his line first. Uh, I won't leave no mess, Pa. I'll put him to the airlock without pressure suits. Jesus. And we see a bunch of bodies of people. Popping in space. Exploding in space. Yo, that was the goriest thing we've seen in Judge Dredd. Uh, we've seen some pretty gory shit. That's go, true, but this... Go for it. Yeehaw! Look at him explode, Pa! Yeah. Uh, he's he a is, psychopath. He is a straight-up psychopath. Um, it's nice and refreshing sometimes to have just an evil person. Um, yeah. Prosser, though, is there, who I barely recognize because he's actually put together. Um, oh, yeah. And he's talking to uh, Pa Angel. Go for it. I don't, I don't like the way things are... I don't like the way the things are happening, Pa. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> How do I know I'm going to get my money at the end of all this? To which Pa is like... Grimacing at him, missing a couple of his teeth, yeah. gesturing to the side with his thumb. If you don't believe me, Prosser, why don't you ask the kid? Keep going. They kept the boy in suspended animation. And we see the judge, the judge child, Owen Chrysler, on a... We have also not seen in a while. Yeah. On a morgue bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, a coma or whatever. Prosser and Pa are looking over him and Prosser is saying, Creepy little, creepy looking little beggar, ain't he? ain't he? You don't expect a kid that can tell the future to be normal, do you? Go on, wake him up. Ask him about your money. And, uh, Prosser continues. I asked him. And now the judge child speaks. Um, uh, I will speak for him if you don't mind. Yeah, do it. Uh, um, uh, yeah, this is, this is alright. Will Prosser collect his money? <laughs> Funny question. Why? 
What's wrong? And now we see the child doesn't open his eyes, but he's reaching upwards and outwards, and he's, he's got a, a kind of a creepy grin on his face, yeah. kind of a jokerish grin. Disease takes you. No hands to hold your money. No eyes to see. <laughs> all the king's horses and all the king's men will never put Humpty together again. That's pretty that's, fucking creepy, right? Yeah. Uh, and now that's we see, what uh, uh, Lopez said. That's what Lopez said, more or less. Yeah. And now we see Mean Machine Angel oh, there in the background, dude. and he's saying, "They can. They say the kid's never wrong." And Junior's got this horrific grin on his face. Yeah. Yeehaw! That sounds fun, Paul. Can I have Crosser in my cabin so I can watch him die? Huh, Paul? Don't be a dying fool, Junior. If it's a disease, we could all catch it. The computers will have to handle a ship. Prosser's gotta go. As the gang is standing there all like glaring down Prosser, who's yeah, kind of by himself. In the foreground, and now we now we cut back back to the alleyway with it's just Prosser's mouth. That's and all that's left. His look disembodied at that fucking shadow toward Judge Dredd with the light behind him. Dredd is super in shadow and it's cool looking. That's Pro fucking cool. Go for Prosser. So they sent me a drift of my escape pod. I found my way to this crazy planet and and here I am. And all the king's horses won't put you together again. Yes, Lopez said something similar under the Oracle Spice. As the story unfolded, Prosser had begun slowly fading away. Keep going. Where am I going? Oh, help. What's to become of me? I can't explain the unexplainable. You helped my city find the judge child, Prosser. Take that thought with you, wherever you're going. And it's just his lips and teeth. That's all that's left of Prosser hanging there, disembodied it's really in the air. Good art, the way his mouth is moving with every, with every. Yeah, go, go for the last few lines he has. But don't you see? I caught the disease here. If the kid hadn't told him, they'd never have sent me adrift. I'd still be alive. The boy killed me, as surely as, as surely as if he'd stuck a knife in my heart. He sent me to my death, and he laughed about it. Your precious judge child is evil. Evil! As the mouth vanishes. So, yeah, that's kind of an interesting question, right? Take a big pin for that one, because we're going to talk about that in the recap, okay? Okay. Um, The final piece of the Jigsaw Man was gone, and Dredd is standing there holding his cloak lit from behind. There is some truth in what he said. Pharaoh died the same way, asterisk. See Prog 159. Only because the boy predicted it. So they think he's second to the kill. Right? Is he causing the thing? Is he actually psychic? Or can he only predict things that he can change? Well, he's but evil. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about this, okay? I know he becomes a grub. You have said this before, and I still find it hard to believe that it's not part of Dune. Uh, <laughs> later, back aboard Justice One, Dredd's talking to Hershey. The boy used the same words as Lopez. All the king's horses won't put Humpty together again. To which Hershey responds, They won't put Lopez together again either. He, di he died this morning. <laughs> oh, shit! Uh, yeah, PK. Lopez died! Yeah. Oh, no! Uh, oh, Lopez! Lopez had taken Oracle Spice in order to find a clue to the judge child's whereabouts. And we are now at Lopez's deathbed. He has got his mouth and his tongue hanging out very unceremoniously. Meant to be kind of funny, but... Pretty uh, dark. Dredd's pulling a sheet up over his head. In a, in a sign of weird respect. Or maybe just decency. 
yeah. one drop of Oracle Spice and it was too much. And now Hershey's like looking at Judge Dredd, like looking him dead in the face and crying. Oh yeah! And she says to him, What I want to know is why him? You're in command here. Why didn't you take the filthy stuff? You know, fair point. Dredd, however, scouring, scowling as he looks down on the body of Lopez. Lopez was the most receptive to Oracle Spice. The only choice. He knew the risks and he accepted them. Try to follow his example, Hershey. And they launch his cast without in space. Just yep. as he predicted. Just as we saw predicted beforehand. Day 74. Uh, so this is three days later. 1300 hours. This morning we committed Lopez's body to space. Every judge must be prepared to give his life for the city. When this moment came, Lopez was not found wanting. He'll be remembered. Tears again from Mercy. This is understandable. Her first experience of the death of a comrade. She's a good judge. She'll forget her own comic. She'll win. She won't get her own comic, I don't think. But she absolutely is a recurring character. Yeah. We know this. I thought that was a Judge Jersey character. I don't, I don't... Not that I know of. They may have been off, off spin-offs of her. Not sure. I thought so. Uh, I but I like the fact that, like, she's a good judge, but she'll, she'll learn, learn as though learn to suffer. Learn, yeah. Learn to deal with learn the Learn to deal with the death of comrades. That's something you gotta do as a judge. And now as he dread is at his desk, his writing desk as he has, and he's thinking to himself, what worries me is the judge child. He's more than just a pre-call. He can twist the future, manipulate it, and not always for good. In fact, never for good. This child is my city, this child my city is depending on, is touched by a, a streak of evil. Bum, bum, bum. And that's where we end it, right there. So, PK, we got some shit to talk about. Yeah, holy shit. So, uh, settings and places for Frog 173, The Judge Child, Part 18. Uh, we're still on planet A, B, a.k.a. Bedlam. Bedlam. Um, also, a.k.a. M.C. Escher planet. <laughs> um, we also hear a name of where the Angel Gang may be going. Xanadu. Xanadu. Possible destination for Is the Angel Gang. Is that a biblical reference? I, I'm not I know I've of, heard Xanadu before. So we're going to Xanadu, the next prog. Okay. I'm going to, I didn't look it up this prog. I will look it up. I know I've heard that name before. Yeah. I, I want to know where it's from. But we're going to find out next I know it's a literary time. reference, but in, I don't know if it's biblical or not. We'll find out. I promise. Characters. We're still with Prosser, former pilot of the Southern Bell, a spaceship hijacked by the Angel Gang when they left Texas City. Um, items, technology of note. We see an alien reading a copy of 4000 AD with Judge Dredd's fucking face on it. God damn it, guys. This is canon. What does that comic... What is this? It's a background joke. What does that comic look like? Right? Like, their comic... uh, It's probably just Warhammer, but it's like, (laughs) they're 40,000 years. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. (laughs) Um, Weirdly enough, I don't have... This might be the first episode, but I don't have any terrible slang made-up words Judge Dredd one-liners, really. It was a pretty dark episode. It was, honestly. It was Um, was like... I I keep thinking, like, get a grip on yourself, or just, you know... Yeah, like, dude, he's dying right now. Yeah. Like, Like... there's no help for you. You're gonna die right now. Like, dude, seriously. We don't have any monsters. I guess the one funny part was like, not my fingertips, not now. That's fair, yeah, not now. That's a bad time. World building. Here we finally get to the, we get to the question I've been dying to have an answer for since we first met Owen Chrysler. Is he? 
evil. Do his visions show the only future possible, or is he able to affect them? Is the future fated to be or malleable? Prosser wouldn't have caught Jigsaw disease if the Judge Child hadn't predicted it. Because he Fa caught it on the planet. Pharaoh wouldn't have died to Judge Dredd had Bird Boy not predicted it. Yeah. So, which came first? I genuinely don't know if that makes this kid evil, and it's a pretty heavy subject for a fucking kid's comic, right? <laughs> like, I'm getting pretty philosophical here, so... <laughs> it's, it's, it's Spy Kids too. It's Do you think God hides in heaven out of fear of what he Oh my god. Steve Buscemi, calm down. <laughs> this is a lot, Steve Buscemi. This is a fucking like, kids movie. Don't bring it that hard. I'm just, I am genuinely curious if the Judge Kyle Child can only predict a future that will come to pass as a result of his predictions. Me too. Like, only if he predicts it. Is he a bad can boy? He make it happen. Um, But I'm getting pretty philosophical, so I'm just going to really quick, because this is what it reminded me of. I'm going to cut to my favorite comic book character ever written, John Osterman, also known as Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan. from Watchmen. And I'd like to read a little excerpt I'm from I'm tired of these people. Oh my god, that's uh, the page you're on! I'm going to read this real quick. My favorite, my favorite lines in any comic, if you have it, by the way, guys, I know we all love Judge Dredd. If you are somehow reading Judge Dredd and listening to this podcast and have not read Watchmen, make that your top priority, please. It is my favorite thing. It's, my, it's got my favorite villain and my favorite character of all comic books, which is John right Osterman. John Osterman. Dr. Manhattan. The comedian. And this is, my, this is the line that this made me think of, right? A world grows up around me. Am I shaping it, or do its predetermined contours guide my hand? In 1945, the bombs are falling on Japan. The cogs are falling on Brooklyn. Seeds of the future sown carelessly. Without me, things would have been different. If the fat man hadn't crushed the watch, if I hadn't left it in the test chamber, am I to blame then, or the fat man, or my father for choosing my career? Which of us is responsible? Who makes the world? Perhaps the world is not made. Perhaps nothing is made. Perhaps it simply is, has been, will always be there, a clock without a craftsman. I am standing on the balcony of pink sand, Hardened to glass, it glitters in ten-minute-old sunshine. The light of two hours past will just be reaching Pluto. If they have strong telescopes there, they can see me, the photograph in my hand, falling, lying in the sand at my feet. I am standing on a fire escape in 1945, reaching out to stop my father, take the cogs and flywheels from him, piece them all together again. But it's too late. Always has been, always will be. Above the notice Gorda Mountains, jewels in a makerless mechanism, the first meteorites are starting to fall. I get, I get, I obviously can't I tell, get, I get choked up a lot. I that, get goosebumps when that, I that part. That chapter of that comic changed my life. It honestly did. It, it seriously gave me like a, like a migraine for two weeks. Try, the idea, because I had never thought about something like this before. <laughs> about whether the... the uh, yeah, about what creates probability. Yeah, and, and also just the idea of trying to understand his Osterman's power of he has the power to, to see every time period his presence in at once. He is omnipresent for himself. Yeah, he is aware of every moment in his life at the same moment. Yeah, so it's fucking insane. So when he's saying he loves you to his first wife, he knows he's going to leave her at one point, and he also knows he does love her and that he won't love her in the future, but he kind of will. And everything he does, he has no choice because he knew that he's going to do that. Because it's preordained by him. 
Is it? You can't change anything. It's it's the same thing. It's the same question as what we got to here. That's why I cut to it. I really wanted to. It's just my favorite fucking comic book. It's a good comic book. There's a reason why it's the list of every. It's the top of every comic book best of list. It's why it's there. I think. And I think part with the dogs. (laughs) I I I love that comic and I love that part so much. Anyways, last thing for world building. Our last dread log shows that it is 74 days into the journey, meaning that most likely the gang spent only a day or two on planet AB and committed uh, Lopez's body to space a few days later. Right. Well, um, the, the gang, the, I, I, the angel gang didn't go there at all. They no, said, get out. the crew, was, sorry, of Justice One. Owen Price, I'm sorry, he would die of a disease. So they sent him away to the place where he would get the disease. Yeah, but he didn't send him away. The guys did. Yeah. When uh, he the made angel the prediction. So had, is it, is it Prosser's fault for asking the question to the kid? Is it the kid's fault for telling <laughs> the future? This is why I was reading Dr. Manhattan right now. Trees spring up around me. <laughs> yeah. Alan Moore, dude. I fucking love him. He's teaching a course somewhere in the UK this year, apparently, like a writing course. I'd give anything to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, death count, this frog. The entire crew of the Southern Bell explodes in space after they've been jettisoned out into space. Uh, and that's it. That's no, all. No. Well... Judge Lopez never awoke from his coma. And and Prosser died, too. Prosser technically did die. He more disappeared, but he, he's probably dead. Yeah. Um, Judge Lopez never awoke from his coma induced by Oracle Spice, which was forced onto him by Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Like, I really don't like this. It goes completely against the character of Judge Dredd, in my opinion. It does. And Hershey has every right to be mad at him. Like, it's kind of bullshit. I really think that his death... That Lopez's death has upset me more in this comic so far than anyone else dying. What about uh, 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 Judge Diablo? Diablo. Died. Diablo! In the stupidest way I can think of putting on a mask. He was too busy telling Dredd. to put on his mask. You always secure your own mask, then help your partner. That's the rule of flight. No. It genuinely bothers me, though. Like, this was so bullshit. Dredd wouldn't do this and he murdered he has murdered a fellow co-worker yeah like when dread gets back to mega city one it should be he ordered he a crew a- member to ingest a poisonous substance he did the guy did it no, and died high chance of yeah he did it and died so it's like what the fuck dread is guilty of murder it's bullshit I really hope so. I really hope and he gets to go. Uh, gets to go to the Kirshner, uh, the, was it the long walk? Oh my God! We know that happens. We know that happens at some point in time. Has it? Did they not talk about it in the comic yet? What? The long walk? Oh, we got to it already. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Remember okay. that was uh, Judge yeah. Minty. Yeah, that's right. Judge Minty. They had a whole prog about the long walk, basically, yeah. and how in this version it's like, here's a fucking trench coat and a shotgun. Have yeah. a good day. Like, yeah, oh bye. man. Like, he's gonna, we, we discussed, like, he's gonna fucking die of a radiation 100 feet out the wall. Like, oh, there he, here he goes, his long walk. So, so, oh. That well, wasn't very long at all. He, he laid down for a nap, huh? Oh. Uh, oh, why no. Why are there vultures? Yeah, like, what's those flying rats eating? I don't know. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about for Pog 173? No, that's child. right. It's a lot of important deaths. Yeah. Like, Lopez didn't deserve that. No. Lopez it's very sad. better. Yeah. But... Never wavered. Even in the face of Armageddon. I'm never wavered because he never shaved his mustache. Yeah, I'm more proud of him for not shaving his mustache and capitulating to Judge Dredd. 
but like in the face of Armageddon never shaved. I would I would wish that Hershey would have like looked over like it should have been you, Larder. Yeah. And oh, Larder's yeah. like, what the fuck? Hey, <laughs> I wish it'd been by the ship. <laughs> I wish it was you who was dead. Like uh, uh was it, uh, uh that famous country country star, you know, his brother died. Uh, you know, I walk the line by. Oh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Okay. Oh Sorry. You know, uh, you know, his dad was infamous. You know, in his book. You know, his dad would say, "The wrong son died a lot." And in the oh. Perry movie, it's like his only line whenever his dad appears. <laughs> every time you know, Dewey Cox walks, walk hard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, every, every time the dad came to the funeral, the wrong son died. Jesus Christ! Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it, right? <laughs> God, people should have licenses to have kids. Uh, Mega City One mailroom, right? Let's ah, do this. Ah, yeah, the mailroom. So, uh, in this new segment, we meta is better. We read your wonderful comments and critiques about the punk cast, Judge Dredd, and our experience in reading it. Um, this little bit of fan mail comes from a Reddit user named Ghastly Ghoulish Ghost. Um, That's cool, man. Uh, hey. Oh, the alliteration, Roger. I know, right? Um, and fair for the warning, uh, we are, next week we're going to get into Slow's second email, which is just more bullet points. They sent another? More, yeah, they sent another Oh, yeah, you, do, you did tell me that. Another. It's a fucking, it's a fucking package of images and shit, and I got to look through it all still. It's so much. Um, but, okay. I don't think you should talk about Slow's package like that. Hey, right. Slow, yeah. Anyway, Ghastly Ghoulish Ghost, though. He sent me a personal message. They sent me a personal message on Reddit. And they said, Hey, Andy slash BK. Just wanted to say, love your show. Ah! And was curious if you guys intend to continue. Because it had been like a little bit set posted. Sorry. Um, I had been reading along with you guys from the start and didn't know if I should continue on the long walk alone. Or if there was just a short hiatus going on. Thanks for the entertainment, guys. And they have also been kind enough to comment on our Reddit post saying, just want to say I love your guys' show. Really enjoy the discussions and banter. Keep up the great work, guys. Why do people like us? Dude, it's stupid. It's like, it's this, I, guys, I know, I know. It's like you don't, it doesn't help us in any way. It doesn't help, like, financially in any way. But, like, any comments or subscriptions, it just makes us so it, I've happy. I've never felt this happy. It's so nice. We appreciate you guys so much, and you're fucking awesome. Uh, when we say guys, we mean guys, girls, they, them, everyone. Anyone. Everyone. We, anyone who Robots. Bothers, robots. A- anyone who would bother listening to us. Judge Death. You guys. Actually, I'm not going to enjoy it. You know what? Judge Death. He's, he's like your favorite bad guy. Yeah. He's a bad guy. I'm not going to open the package and it might contain well, dead fluids. Well, well, he's dead, PK. You can't speak to him with a dead. He's, uh, he's undead, number one. <laughs> fair, fair. So... I, we just wanted to send you a big thank you. Lots of love back to one of our listeners. Thank you, Ghastly. You rock so much. And also, listeners, if you want to tell us about all the stuff we got wrong or just say hi, feel free to email us at dreadfulemailaddress at gmail.com. That is D-R-E-D-D-F-U-L email address at gmail.com. We'd be happy with your permission to read your email live on the podcast. Or message me on Reddit or whatever. Yeah. Cool. I'll kick it up. Um... You can also now listen to Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast on most podcasting apps. You can check us out on your preferred listening platform. We're currently on everything. We're just on everything. Everything? Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, Pocket Cast. Anywhere you can find podcasts, we're there, basically. Yo, are we on LinkedIn? Uh, no, we're not on LinkedIn. Good. But we, we do have a competitive salary job for you. We offer a competitive salary. You need to be good at uh, multitasking 
and really be self-motivated and be willing to wear a lot of different hats. And you'll have ours. We do? Who are we hiring? Uh, no one. Oh. We just take in applications, give them one, one, uh, one interview, throw it and away. Then throw it away. Yeah. And then we co- collect our government loan. Anyway, uh, <laughs> government, you know, uh, kickback money. Anyways, if anyone is listening to it's this... It's called a stipend. Okay. Now, there we go. If, if anyone is listening to this you find it entertaining, please feel free to leave a comment, subscribe, or write a scathing critique about us for your local newspaper. Any press is good press. We appreciate it. <laughs> if I ever open the tries, how many times? Oh my god. The same the different same podcast, I will fucking shit. Dude, if we ever... Okay, this is like, this is never gonna happen, I know. Because it's way too niche of a, of, a, of a fandom. We'll never get that big. Dread, Judge Dread isn't that big. No. But like, if we ever got big enough to where anybody wanted to interview us, that's where I'm like, we're fucking, I don't, I will, I'll start a Patreon, maybe people will send us money, I don't know, because that's fucking insane. Um, anyway, you ready to hear what we have coming on the pipe? Is there a Dreadcon? I don't think there is. I mean, there's Comic-Con. And but there's no the specific like, Dreadcon. I, I, there's gotta, I, there's gotta be like a British-specific Comic-Con oh, like a mega city con? You would think? A, a 2000 con? I mean, maybe. Maybe 2080 has a con. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Anyway. But anyway. You ready for what's coming up? Hell yeah. I hope it's more Angel games. Ugh. Well, let's find out, PK. Let's see if you're right. You're gonna find out right now. Yeah, do them. <laughs> Next time on the Dreadful Cyber Pumpcast. Just who is this space-traveling salesman with spider legs for hair? Uh-huh. Rhinus Limpopop Quince, that's who. Who else could be responsible for... The mayhem of the micro-judges. What the fuck does that mean? He shrinks the judges down, I bet. Find out He's next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from... The, the Distant, Distant Present! Present. Yeah, micro-judges... Ha <laughs> ha!